Rachel here, and you're listening to Checking Off Your List with Rachel Luther. We're going to hear stories of success and failure as people share how they've exponentially grown their business through building a team. My goal? Help you achieve success you've only dreamed about through the power of outsourcing. I have the privilege of sitting here with Bev Feldman. She is with your personal tech fairy, and as I talked to her, I realized she knows so much about ConvertKit. She is an absolute ConvertKit expert, but she has not always been a ConvertKit expert, and she actually started in a completely different industry, and I would love to talk with her and share with you what that journey was like and how she realized, not to steal her thunder, but how she realized that what she was doing wasn't working for her life and what it meant to pivot and change and figure that out. Bev, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Why don't you go ahead and just tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. And thank you for having me here, Rachel. So as you mentioned, yeah, I, I'm, I do ConvertKit now, but I was not always helping other business owners with ConvertKit. So I started out in my entrepreneurial journey with a jewelry business. So for many years, I was a jewelry designer and metalsmith. And I loved the creative part of having this business. I loved making new pieces. I loved coming up with the designs. And a little bit, I, I'm a very much a, I love interacting with people. To, so to some degree, I enjoy doing in-person shows as a way to get to meet people mm-hmm. um, and sell my jewelry. That being said, I did not actually enjoy selling my jewelry because as much as I enjoyed talking to people, I did not find enjoyment out of trying to market and sell at people when they would come into my booth area and it just felt awkward. And that was one piece of why that business didn't work for me. And the other piece is as a mom of two kids, both of whom were actually born at the worst possible time of year, if you are in a product-based business, one was born in November, right before Thanksgiving. One was born in December, December right after Thanksgiving. So <laughs> I have two as well, born oh, in go. December and I'm not a product-based business, but it it's busy either way for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I can exactly. relate. Yeah. I mean, even not having this product-based business anymore, like, you know, it's there's a lot going on in December to begin with. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so I just found though for a variety of reasons, one being, you know, pregnant and then giving birth during the peak season of having a product-based business. And then on top of that, like, you know, I wanted to be with my family and go to, you know, do fun things with them around the holiday season, um, go to holiday parties and doing these shows during the time of year when I really needed to be most on with my business was just not conducive. And I was finding a lot of resentment in the way having a product-based business runs. Like, you know, I actually get a lot, have a lot more energy at the beginning of the year and want to slow down it more. And it's the complete opposite of this former business. That's a really interesting way to put that. Like you were resenting your business, but mm-hmm. it was something that you actually loved doing the act of creating the jewelry yeah. and having that creative outlet. But it kind of took things over and became something that you weren't planning on. And yes. just by nature of the business and the way it runs and what you had to do to make that succeed, it seems like that taxed you in other areas and caused mm-hmm. other problems. We often go into business to like to better and benefit our lives rather than have it take away from what we're wanting to accomplish as a whole. Like our business should benefit our entire life, not be something that we live our life for our business. And it exactly. seems like yours was set backwards. Like you were having yes. to go against your natural inclinations and your natural desires because of your family dynamic and what you want 
in order to accommodate the busy season for Christmas mm-hmm. and all of that holiday aside, like that's just not what worked for your family. So how did you come to that realization? Was there anything that like a, a moment where you like peaked frustration or a pivotal time that like made a, a difference for you where you made that decision? Or was it over a period of time where you just were getting bogged down by the consistent strain? So I think it's a great question. And I think it was a combination of two things. One, it's kind of something that had I had noticed before, but I just felt like I had invested so much time and energy and money into this business mm-hmm. that I just felt like I couldn't give it up for that reason. And then the other thing was, so in 2018, I had, had attended a uh, an in-person uh, event for mom business owners, and I had gone with this jewelry business, and I brought my jewelry from Boston to San Diego to be able to sell mm-hmm. live. And it, like I felt so connected to it. And I'm like, you know, people were raving about my jewelry. For once, I was the only product-based business in the room, the only handmade one. And uh-huh. it felt really good to be known for this. And I at this event, I met a life coach who I ended up working with for a couple months. And so Great. this whole thing had come up. So this I was working with her in November and December. And this whole thing with my business came up. And she's like, she really got me thinking like, well, why am I doing this? Like she's the one who really planted the seed that I don't have to be doing this. So I was like, well, I can't really stop now because it's November and I've already, you know, committed <laughs> orders to, to fill. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've already committed to these shows. Um, let me just ride it out and see how I feel in January. And so mm-hmm. part of it was I had this idea of starting a blog on eco-friendly living. And so I was like, well, let me wait till the new year to see if this is something that still is driving me. And so mm-hmm. come, you know, the beginning of 2019, and I felt really energized. I'm like, yes, I want to try this blog. So I started this other blog. And as the year went on, at some point in the middle of the year, so around summertime, I'm just like, you know what? I am closing down my shop. I am taking everything I've got, like all the inventory I have, I'm putting it for sale. People buy it, great, and then I'm just done. And it was just so like freeing when I made that decision, almost to the point where it was like, I'm ready to close up shop now. Like, just get me to the end of this like closing shop sale. And yes. like, it's funny because I talk about this blog, which hadn't even come up, I think, yet in our conversations. Mm-hmm. But like, m- starting to make that pivot, I think, is what really opened me up to getting to where I am now in this business and finding one that is in so much more alignment with what's important to me and my values and fits in so much better with my family life. I love that you worked with a life coach and that is what helped you kind of realize. And sometimes it takes an external person or another person to look at you and say, well, look at everything as a whole or to be an extra set of eyes that will see things that you don't see and realizing that it wasn't meeting your overall goals. And like, I love the question, why are you doing this? Like, why are you making jewelry? Why are you in this business? And so many times, at least for myself and other business owners that I talk to, we end up in over our head or we end up doing something that we didn't even initially sign up for. Like you loved making jewelry and you enjoyed the identity with the jewelry even. Like you enjoyed being known as a jewelry maker and that creativity. And as a creative, I'm an actor and love like that aspect of being creative. And I, I enjoy that identity as well. So I can relate to that. But yet that doesn't have to be your business. And realizing Mm -hmm. that there was another way to go and that it's okay to close up shop. It's okay to redirect for your greater good. And the relief that you felt 
is exactly the same thing that I feel when I decide to outsource something else. And I think that's like almost our internal verification that we're doing the right thing, that we're making the right move and it's we're going in the right direction. And that can be whether or not you're choosing to outsource, whether you're opening a new branch of your business or shutting down a different aspect of your business or a different endeavor. I feel like that inner piece of knowing that you're doing the right thing is important and that that kind of helps us affirm the direction we're going, which it seems like that's what you experienced, not to put words in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you got it pegged completely. Like, and I, you know, I definitely noticed that now that, that shift in energy, like when I would, even when I would get an order before, like even if something was pre-made, it was just a sense of like, oh, great. Now I have to package this piece of jewelry and prepare to mail it instead of that, like, oh, yay, someone bought something versus yeah. now. Like I look forward to working with clients. Like I had a call Mm -hmm. with a client yesterday. We were actively working together and I was helping her with something. And I found so much energy and joy in the whole process. And that should be how everything on your to-do list is. In a perfect world, like that should be what you fill your life with. Those things that energize you and you're excited to log onto that call or go to that event or whatever it is, business or not. I love that for you. And so how did you settle on ConvertKit? Like how did you then end up there from making jewelry. Because from my mm-hmm. perspective, from where I'm sitting, those aren't related. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> so let, me, let me know how you figured out that that's what worked for your life and that that is what uh, energized you and gets you out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Well, so I switched to ConvertKit in 2016 because, you know, I had done a lot of blogging at the time mm-hmm. and a lot of the bloggers I were follow- I was following we're making the switch to ConvertKit. And I was like, so I had this jewelry business and I had this blog. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll switch to ConvertKit. And it actually was not a good fit. I love using ConvertKit. I think it's a great platform, but it is not meant for people on product-based, who have product-based businesses. So I would actually never recommend that to someone who has a product-based business. There is a big difference for sure. Yes. And I get yeah. they're catered differently and you have to find what works for you based on your type of business. So yes, that's a good thing to clarify. Yeah. Yes. And so, but like I stuck with it and it was fine. And I kind of made it work, even though it wasn't really the right platform at the time. But as I made this transition to starting a new blog and then also taking that jewelry business and transforming that into actually teaching uh, teaching jewelry making Mm -hmm. and creating some digital products, it actually worked really well. And in that process of creating these digital products where I was teaching jewelry making, Where again, I was like, okay, I can do this. It's not something that really lit me up. But I realized I was having a lot of fun figuring out these automations and Mm -hmm. coming up with new and different ways to not only automate emails in the background, but also to really personalize the experience for people coming onto my list, Mm -hmm. whether, you know, they're a brand new jewelry designer versus someone who maybe has a little bit of experience versus someone who is also selling jewelry because somehow even though I I had jewelry tutorials, I was still getting a number of people who are also selling jewelry. So for me, it was like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Like I get to play around and convert kit. And again, it's just this trying to force this business that I had had Mm -hmm. and just trying to find new ways to make it work. And while again, it just wasn't the right fit, it's what led me eventually to realizing I love being on ConvertKit and I love being able to help other people And this is the perfect way to do that because I find a lot of business owners recognize the importance of email marketing, but don't necessarily want to figure out or have the time or energy to figure Mm -hmm. out how to actually set up the backend tech part of it. And that's- That can get overwhelming. 
Yes. It's bad enough trying to come up with the email copy, which is a whole (laughs) other thing, like a whole other aspect of it. But then being able to do the automation and understanding all the back end of that is a whole other language. It's Yes, exactly. So yeah, I get that. There's a need for it. Yeah. And while a lot of it comes naturally to me and I find a lot of joy out of figuring it out. And there mm-hmm. is actually a fair amount of creativity involved in setting up online automations as much as that doesn't sound like it'd be very creative, but it I can see is. how it is in that like when talking to my team and figuring out automations for processes or different things like that, some of my more creative team members are better at those types of things because it requires a little bit of an out-of-the-box thinking or a, mm-hmm. okay, so how do I get to Z? Yeah, I need to go through. And so like, what is X and Y? Or maybe we skip X to bypass and get to Y and then Z or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I see how there's some creativity to something that sounds relatively mundane. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing is the the clients or the work that I most enjoy are the ones that present me a little bit of a challenge because it allows me to use that creative side of my brain to figure out, okay, you have this challenge and it's not obvious how to make it work. But I am so determined to figure it out that it, it's it's perfect for me. And then the person I'm working with finds such relief because they've outsourced this to me and they can focus on the parts of their business that really light them up. I, that, I think, is the critical part of the success of outsourcing. Like You need to find someone who's excited by the challenge that you hand them and doesn't look to you to solve those problems. You don't want someone doing your convert kit that then asks you, well, how do you want me to set up the automation? Tell me step by step what to do. It's like, no, this is my goal. This is what I want to accomplish. Then your convert kit expert or virtual assistant or bookkeeper or, you know, HR person, whatever it is, they bring their expertise and they lean into that challenge on your behalf and do it better. They find that creative Mm -hmm. way to solve your problem. And that is when it works well. The people that I hear who say, oh, I tried that outsourcing thing and it didn't work for me. Oftentimes I feel like it was probably the wrong fit. And that is why it didn't work. It was not that the outsourcing didn't work. It was that it was the wrong skill set. Like the person they hired didn't have the skill set they needed, or there was a communication breakdown in that they didn't work well together. And either of those things can make you feel like, oh, I tried that and it didn't work. But Mm -hmm. when you do it well and you do it right, the person you outsource to is excited about it. They're excited for the challenge and want to lean into, oh, the intricacies of ConvertKit. Let me make that happen for you. Rather than looking to you for answers. So sorry, I went off on a little like <laughs> on a little uh, spiel there. But I think that that's, that's important. And so many people, mm-hmm. add, people need to figure that out and want to know what to outsource. And I think that is it right there. You figure out, you know, whatever it is that doesn't light you up and find someone who it lights them up. And that's the first step. That's getting you in the right direction. A hundred percent. So you went from one creative job to another. And you love being in ConvertKit and you have your own business, just like me and other people who listen to this podcast. I always love to know, so how do you yourself outsource so that you can spend more time in ConvertKit? So you can do more things that you want to do, spend time with your your children, whatever that is, work or not. What is it that you outsource so that you can focus on what, what your expertise is? Yeah. So at the moment within my own business, I decided last at the end of last year to outsource my Instagram. And Mm -hmm. I did that because I've noticed that I've had a number of people find me through Instagram, which I would have never expected. Yeah. Yeah. I I really would have thought LinkedIn, but somehow like people do go to Instagram looking for convert kid experts. All right. All right. 
So I recognize I'm like, okay, well, it's important for me to continue to have an ongoing presence and be consistent on Instagram. And while I don't mind showing up in stories because it's a little more like fluid and Mm -hmm. less planned out, the posting in my feed consistently was just not working for me. I found it really tedious. I'd get bogged down by the the images. Even if I'm using a template, somehow Mm -hmm. it ends up taking me forever to do it. And then I overthink the copy. And you'd think given how much time I spend writing emails, that the copy for it would be fine. but For like, sure. Writing an email and doing all of that copy is way different than writing copy for a social media post. 100%. It, yeah. So I get it. Yeah. So like, I was like, this is not working. I know I have to maintain this presence, but like, I need someone to do it for me. Or like mm-hmm. I'd prefer to have someone do it. So I found um, someone who could do it. And it's just been amazing. Like, first of all, the, their graphics and copy are way better than what I had been doing. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, we we plan it out and then they just do it for me. And I'm, it's just this, whew, like I know it's all set. I don't have to worry about it. And I'm showing up consistently. I mean, I'm still the person who's conversing with people. Like if someone yeah. DMs me, I respond because I, I really enjoy that part of Instagram. I like talking to people and mm-hmm. connecting. I just don't want to deal with creating the posts. That is the perfect example of finding an outsourcing situation that works for you. You found the part of Instagram that was – awful for you. (laughs) The thing that you didn't enjoy doing, it took forever. And then you found someone who does it faster and better and gets more results. Mm -hmm. And just the relief and it's like, oh, and it's just done. We plan it out and it just happens. And then you can lean into the parts that you enjoy even more. So you're able to have an overall better Instagram experience by outsourcing one way and filling in the other way. And you can enjoy the day-to-day of that better. So that's awesome. Is there anything else that you find that you outsource, whether it's with work or at home or just anything like that? Yeah. I mean, at home, I'm hoping to do more of this. So like, mm-hmm. in, I don't know if you've heard of um, TaskRabbit, but in the past, it's just like you hire someone to do random things yeah. in your home. <laughs> and yeah. I and I used to do TaskRabbit as a, as a person, like people would hire me to do random things. So yeah. this was okay. a long time ago before I had kids. So, and I would love, I'm hoping to get there sometime this year to hire someone to do some stuff, like offload some of my household things that are just like little things that on their own don't actually take up that much time, but still mostly take up a lot of brain space so that I can focus on like, you know, getting these things done. And then, and then when I'm with my kids, not have to think about it, be like, oh, okay. Like someone is going to run this errand for me versus me trying to figure out when in my day I can squeeze in running to go drop off this box of things to be donated. So it's like yeah. little household things that, like I said, they don't take up a lot of time. But like if I could just remove some of that mental load and the actual time to execute them, like I haven't gotten there yet, but that's my goal for this the year. The mental <laughs> load is such a big part of that. Like each individual task doesn't take that long, but it's having to remember to do it and take the responsibility and taking ownership of that. So someone to come a couple days a week to take care of those things or even one day a week, does help tremendously in the mental load. And then Mm -hmm. I did find when I have incorporated that, because I have someone who comes two days a week to do exactly that. Just what are the random things that I have on my list today that they do? And that then allows me to focus and work or, you know, spend time as a homeschool mom with my kids or run lines for a theater production, whatever it is. And I can be solely there, then move to the next thing and not have to worry about the stuff that I don't care about. I just need it done. Yes. I really don't care if my baseboards have been dusted, but I don't want them dirty. Like, yeah. So 
I <laughs> don't have to worry about that because that's one of the random things that she takes care of every so often. So I love that for you. I think that that is something that you can incorporate and will, and that'll be a great thing um, because it has been for me. And I think we have a lot of similarities in our life and owning a business and being a mom and all of that. So that will be that will be an exciting next step for sure. Uh, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast and chatting with me. I would love to share where people can find you so that anyone who wants to find you online can easily do that. So why don't you tell us where people can find you online? Yeah. So you can find me on my website, which is yourpersonaltechfairy.com. And as I mentioned, I'm pretty active on Instagram. So that's at your.personaltechfairy. And I promise if you message me, that will be me messaging you back and not somebody else. That is great. And I think that's a wonderful personal touch, figuring out where you need to be in your business and focusing on that and showing up where it makes the most impact. Thank you again for hopping on and chatting with me. It's been a wonderful episode and hopefully we can connect again soon. Yeah. Thanks, Rachel. Bev left us with so many takeaways during this conversation and many of them resonated with my personal experience as an entrepreneur. One of the big things is your business should improve your life, not consume your life. I can say that for a while, my business definitely consumed my life. And sometimes if you need to, you need to just take a step back and decide if the business you chose is still fulfilling your personal needs and your life goals. And you know what? It's okay to take your business in a new direction if it's not fulfilling your needs. Your business should serve your greater purpose. And Bev was saying that that might mean changing as your needs change. And I love how Bev assured us that We're not obligated to run the same business forever. We're not obligated to run our business the same way forever. So we might change. We might pivot. And during those changes, outsourcing can make your life easier. Oftentimes, outsourcing is a means of just bettering your business. It allows you to do more of what you enjoy and have time so that you can use your time wisely and where it matters most. Even seemingly small tasks, while they may not take a long time, they take up our brain space. So lower your mental load by delegating. Find people to help with the little things so you can do the bigger things in your life. Honestly, that's where check off your list comes in. We can certainly help with all those little things in your business so that you can do the big things that'll take your business to the next level. If you're ready to take your business to the next level and focus on your zone of genius, go to checkoffyourlist.com. Find out more about how our back office support can help you meet your business goals. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch every single episode. This podcast is brought to you by Check Off Your List.